I invite you, if you're able, to read this slide with me and maybe look at someone as you read it, thinking about your talking to them. You have permission to rest. You are not responsible for fixing everything that is broken. You do not have to try and make everyone happy. For now, take time for you. It's time to replenish. This came on my Facebook feed Tuesday morning, July 4th. And the source of the post is the Clergy Coaching Network. Imagine how many likes it received. 6.3 thousand with 289 comments. And almost all of them included the word amen. (laughs) People who read and take advice from the Clergy Coaching Network (laughs) agreed that they needed rest. And that's what I hope Pastor Jeff and Amy and Craig and Brenton are getting during their month in Spain. On Tuesday, July 4th, I watched some of the Wimbledon tennis tournament. And that was a case of people, thousands of people needing exercise, watching two people in need of rest. (laughs) And I thought it was odd that the uh, announcer in England referred to the tournament taking place as a holiday weekend. England thinks the 4th of July is a holiday weekend? Are they now celebrating freedom from us? (laughs) Rest. Summer is a time of taking vacations, and some vacation so hard they need a vacation to recover from their vacation. On Friday night, I began an unanticipated few days of rest from TV, Our internet went out and won't be repaired until today between 3 and 5. I hope you don't mind if I don't address the latest news in today's sermon because I haven't gotten any recently, but I can guess it will be hot and someone is unhappy. (laughs) The first line of the song Bridge Over Troubled Waters says, When you're weary, doesn't say if. It assumes that there's enough weary people that will listen to the rest of the song when you start it that way, when you're weary. Are you weary? Are you carrying heavy burdens? You know, not all fatigue is physical. Some of it is mental and emotional. Some of us are weary from work. Some of us are weary from worry. Jack Motley, a musician friend of mine, has a song. He says, worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but you don't get anywhere. An elderly woman at a nursing home received a visit from one of her fellow church members. She said, how are you feeling? She says, oh, I'm just worried sick. What are you worried about? You look like you're in good health. They're taking good care of you, aren't they? Yes. Are you in any pain? Oh, I've never had any pain. Well, what are you worried about? She leaned back in her chair and said, Every close friend I've ever had has already died and gone to heaven, and I'm afraid they're going to think I'm not coming. (laughs) I think she was kidding her friend, but some people complain no matter what. And in the gospel lesson today, Jesus laments that people could not grasp the message that he and his cousin John brought. He describes them with a parable that describes them 
as children who complain no matter what. They complain when people won't follow their lead. You know any children like that? They complain when they wanted to play the flute and be joyful and celebrate, but John wouldn't join them. John lived the austere life of a prophet, eating locusts and wild honey and fasting and not drinking wine. Well, if all you have to eat is locusts and honey, I think the fasting is pretty easy. (laughs) But then they complained that they wanted to mourn and wail, and Jesus celebrated with folks that weren't their kind of people, and they called him a wine-bibber, a drunkard. They were acting like babies, and yet Jesus said there were real infants that got it. Jesus said the wise one of the world were stumped, but the infants in the ways of the world caught on to who John and Jesus were and what they were trying to share with the world. And then Jesus invites his hearers to come to him. He invites them to not listen to the generation of whiners, but to listen to those who claim to be wise in this world, who, but listen, not to listen to them, but to listen to the infants to whom God has revealed who John and Jesus are. And Jesus says those who come to him will be truly free. This weekend as we prepared to celebrate our nation's birthday, there was a much talk about freedom. And on July 4th, we celebrated independence from being a colony of England. And it is said that on July 4th, 1776, King George wrote in his diary, Nothing of importance happened today. We may celebrate freedom from England, but true freedom is not only freedom from, but freedom to. Freedom from England, but a freedom to be the United States of America. In Jesus, we're freed from being unequally yoked to sin and freed to be yoked to Jesus and to followers of Jesus to serve others in his name and to share his love with others. Nicky Gumbel is an Episcopal priest in London, and he tells a story about the day he was pressed into service to referee a football game. We call it soccer. But I've always thought it ironic that in American football, only three players are allowed to touch the football with their foot. Punters, field goal kickers, and kickoff kickers. But in European football, only people allowed to touch the ball with their hands are the goalies, and the players when they're out of bounds, and the referees. Well, Nicky said he didn't really know the rules, but the regular referee didn't show up, so they gave him a whistle. He was the only dad there, so he began to referee. And it soon became evident to the children that he didn't know what he was doing. And so pretty soon he didn't know the rules, and pretty soon they didn't care, and they were breaking the rules, and they were breaking each other. It escalated into mayhem until the real referee arrived. He took the whistle in hand, restored order, and the boys got on to playing with them and had a much better time and much less injury. For a few minutes, they experienced freedom from the rules. For a few minutes, they lost the real joy of the game. But when they took on the yoke of order, they were able to experience the freedom to play within the rules and were a lot safer. Jesus calls us to the freedom of being yoked to him come unto me all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens 
and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and let me teach you, for I am humble and gentle at heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Are any of you tired, weary, carrying heavy burdens? The stress on people today is well documented. There are many people working full-time on the job, and when they get home, they work just as hard, off the clock, meeting responsibilities at home. Kim Bolton tells of a day to which many of us can relate. She looked around at the mounds of unwashed laundry and unmopped floors, and she dedicated herself to a full day of cleaning. And as she was just getting into the rhythm, her two-year-old son said, Hey, Mom. Why don't you get, sit in the big chair with me? Well, she protested. She tried to explain how busy she was. She promised to sit with him later, but he continued to smile and ask her to sit with him in the big chair. So they sat down, snuggled for a minute or two, and then the son patted her leg and said, You can go now. <laughs> in a hectic day, he had insisted that she take just a moment to rest with him he understood her busyness but he also understood that their time together was more important to both of them in that moment Kim and her two-year-old boy was an example of Jesus to her come to me all you are weary and burdened and I will give you rest few emotions take on take a toll on us like worry does Author Stephanie Stokes Oliver in her book, Daily Cornbread, asks whether we are worriers or warriors. Chronic worriers let their anxiety and fear interfere with their living life to the fullest. They sometimes manifest their worry in physical symptoms like headaches and knotted muscles. Worriers seem unable to take control of their situation and make positive changes for themselves. Oliver writes, warriors, on the other hand, find a healthy way to deal with their fears. They don't automatically shut down and go into crisis mode. They trust that God will sustain them. Warriors take positive action to change a negative situation. Astronaut Jim Lovell is a warrior, and in the news conference he was asked after Apollo 13... He was in command of that spacecraft when they experienced an explosion on its way to the moon. With their oxygen almost gone, their electrical system out, their spaceship plunging towards lunar orbit, it appeared Lovell and his crew would be marooned hundreds of thousands of miles from Earth. Lovell was asked, were you worried? (laughs) Such an obvious question drew snickers, but then Lovell Gave a surprising answer. No, not really. You see, worry is a useless emotion. I was too busy fixing the problem to worry about it. As long as I had a card left to play, I played it. I called Mark Craig, a member here of St. Andrews, who knew Jim personally. He was the senior manager of Apollo 13, and Jim Lovell was a senior astronaut. Mark said Jim was always caring And always listened to what others said. He was extremely focused and carried out his duties faithfully. Mark said, 
I came from a very different background than the Apollo 13 level. I was a designer and a manager, not an operator. And the next generation, I was a part of that one, the generation board in 1948. Unlike many of his astronaut colleagues, Jim was always there to help not prove that he was right. And, at the, and as the head of the Moon-Mars program in the 90s, I depended on Jim's experience and wisdom and friendship. He didn't have time to worry. He had a job to do. And that's the kind of person we need more of. People who allow worry to overwhelm them will often complain of fatigue. Fatigue, they'll tell you, is why they don't do anything about their situation. Friends, you may be tired because of work, or you may be tired because of your worry, but more of us are tired because of what's happening in our brains than what's really happening in the world. Negative thoughts will drain the life right out of you. Some of the worry we experience may come from as a breakdown in integrity. Nothing will drain us like the fear of discovery. Looking over our shoulder will not allow us to make progress in the world. Are you weary this morning? Are you weary from work or from worry? Weary from guilt or fear? Here again the words of Jesus, come unto me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy loads, and I will give you rest. He calls us to come to him and to take him on, to follow him, and that as we do so with others in ministry, the load is lighter because it's shared. Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. It's still a yoke. Work is still involved. A yoke is designed to be used for work. It's more than taking a seat in a recliner or a rocking chair. It means let us work together in partnership with Jesus and our brothers and sisters. Jesus calls us to freedom from the bondage of sin, to enjoy the freedom to share God's love. And he calls us not only to celebrate the freedom from England, but to celebrate the freedom to share God's love with England and other nations and other nationalities, even within this nation. He calls us to come to him when we're in a dead-end job or when we think we're too busy to come and sit with me in the big chair. Jesus came to free us from worrying, especially about our friends who have gone to heaven and think we aren't coming. So let us answer Jesus' call to come and take his yoke on us and get to work, after which he will give us rest. Let us pray. We hear your invitation, Lord, to come, to rest. It sounds so appealing. Come, rest. Come share the load with others. Lord, lift us out of our self-concern and focus our attention upon your word of life. Help us to find rest for our souls. Amen.